What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome to J House Radio. And today uh, with me is my awesome co-host, KJ. Say hello. What's up, world? How's everybody doing? And me, uh, Los Carlos, uh, the most annoying person in the room right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, how you doing, KJ? I'm good, man. Today is Easter on the day that we're recording this. So I had a pretty long Easter day just hanging out with the kids. Went to go see some family and things like that. Um, yeah, just pretty much a long day, man. Did a lot of Easter egg hunting. I ate a lot of candy like a, like a big-ass kid today. So uh, it was fun times, fun times. I'm a little tired right now, but I'm hanging in there. And I spent the day cleaning. Oh, that's a great way to spend Easter. Uh, you know, I'm not Catholic. I'm not Christian. So for me, it's just a, just another Sunday. Um, yeah, and I kind of figured that, you know, I have the week off. Because my birthday's on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So um, why not just do some spring cleaning? And right now I am like neck deep in like a fucking mess. <laughs> because to clean one side of the house, you got to get the other, ha- other half dirty and then put everything back. So I'm kind of in the middle of all that right now. Yeah, I, I normally don't really celebrate Easter either. I kind of just consider it another day. Um, but I just did it, you know, mainly for the kids, honestly. So... Oh, for that's the kids, it's awesome. It. You know, that's just another kid. That's like Halloween uh, 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> for them, you know? Exactly, exactly. But I've never I've never understood is where the where the bunny thing fits in. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the Easter lore. Well, like uh, in college, I used to know this one guy who was um, a Farrakhan Muslim. Really good guy. He called himself True Knowledge, right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, really, really, really cool guy, uh, and I forget what his what his wife was called. And he was also not a not really a, a history conspiracy person. So he would like tell me all these conspiracies. Like I think it was like King George the first was a light skinned black man, and like a lot of other weird things. Yeah, and uh, he talked about how Easter was the way it's celebrated with the rabbits and stuff. It's a fertility thing with the Romans. And I don't know how true that is. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't know how true it is. But you know what? I'm going to Google the shit out of that after this. So what's the first thing on the docket for today? Uh, we're going to jump into our news topics right about now. We just got our official first look at Joker. And um, yeah, it's interesting. It seems a little dark. Which is what I like. I mean, I think Joker has like a really dark backstory. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the trailer? I hated it. And I'll give you the two reasons why I hated it. One, what makes the Joker work as a, as a Batman foil um, and as a bad guy is the fact that you don't know his background. Like it's all, it's all kind of a mystery. Like if you look at um, even Keith Ledger's Batman, every time they ask him, well, where'd you get these scars? He's like... Well, it's an interesting story. My father gave me these, you know. A girl stabbed me, but so you never got a true sense of his origin. And uh, this does follow the history of the Red Hood, where he's a failed stand-up comedian, and you know, one, you know, he has one bad day, and it turns him into the Joker. And that's fine, but I just don't think Joaquin Phoenix doesn't. He just looks stupid in the clown makeup. I'm sorry. (laughs) It just, it just, it has no appeal to me, you know. Maybe I'm in that the lower percentile who's not going to watch it, but um, you know, I just I have no appeal, you know. 
It's just bleh. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, one interesting fact, if you didn't know, they filmed part of, or a majority part of the film Downtown Newark. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know that. I think they were shooting for like a month, I believe. I was actually kind of mad that I wasn't there to actually, you know, try to check it out. But um, yeah, they shot part of the film Downtown Newark. Well, you know, Newark has such interesting architecture and it still has a lot of holdovers from World War II uh, and and earlier. So architecturally and visually, I can see why they'd want to shoot there. Security-wise, oof. (laughs) We can officially consider Newark, you know, Gotham City now. (laughs) Um, Well, Gotham City is supposed to be New Jersey. So why not? It is? I thought it was supposed to be New York. No, it is. No, no, no. No, Metropolis is supposed to be New York. Actually, Metropolis has now moved to the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, and Gotham is now in New Jersey. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's supposed to be around the Atlantic City area. I saw a map of it once, and I was like, really? And, and, wow. Yeah, but that, that leads into my problems with DC as opposed to Marvel, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> no, no, it, it, and it's real simple. It's only because Marvel decides, why should we make up a place when there's a place already here that we can use? Yeah. You know, hence New York or Philadelphia or wherever. Exactly. Um, and DC just kind of like, well, we don't want to kind of like make a city seem too bad or too good. And so we made up some places, which is fine. But when you, when fans try to add it to the real world, it's kind of a little confusing for them. That's oh, all. Yeah. I thought the trailer was okay. Um, I was kind of in between. I wasn't really too crazy about it. I wasn't really too upset about it. I'm kind of holding my expectations at this point. I mean, I'm probably going to still see it just because, you know, it's a DC film. It's the Joker. Like, I I love anything that's in the Batman universe. Well, more than anything else, you're a Joker fan. I mean, like, you really love that character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Hands down, he is probably my favorite... One of my favorite comic book characters of all time, honestly. Right next to Batman. And one of my most favorite shoots because of how striking it was, is when we shot you, when I did a photo shoot with you as a Joker, and I just loved the way that image came out. I mean, it was just so gorgeous, because I don't know what switch you flipped in your head, man, but, like, even your (laughs) eyes were just kind of, like, in that character. It was really good. I loved it. Yeah, we got to try to do that again one day. One day, maybe. (laughs) We got to get you the purple suit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm just curious to see how they do it, you know, especially I'm looking forward to seeing my hometown in the film just to see if I can recognize any areas. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not crazy about it. I'm not down about it. I just want to see what they do with it. So I think it'll be interesting. Uh, honestly, I think if it was another actor, I might be more interested. Yeah, I'm a little iffy about him as the Joker. Only for the simple fact of, like you said, he, he does look a little weird. But then again, Joker is not a handsome guy he looks freaking weird so i mean no but he's also supposed to be younger really you think so i mean yeah they, if this is the origins uh, batman and superman are roughly between 30 and 35 years old eternally okay mm. so um by the time we get into batman most people it's kind of like in the middle of his crime fighting career yeah so let's say in the middle of his crime fighting career he's 35 well let's say he started at 25 Joker's supposed to be only a couple years older than Batman. I think five to ten. Let's say he's ten. Yeah. Well, if he starts at 25, all right, then Joker's 35, but Joaquin Phoenix is more closer to 50. 
Yeah. So that that's why I just think he's a little too old for the part. I would like to see a younger actor do it. You know what? That is a good point because that's actually one of the first things that I caught when I watched the trailer. I was like, you know what? He does look a little old. Are they going to use him for future films? Because I can't see him being in a Batman movie two, three years, four years from now because he's just going to look too old. I can if they use that Batman storyline where Batman sits in one of the chair of the gods and he gains eternal knowledge and he finds out that the Joker is not one person. It's actually three people. If they go with that storyline, then Joaquin Phoenix's Joker fits into that and he could be one of the three and it'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with this film. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see. If ba- I don't think they're going to have Batman in this film, obviously, but no, no, they, they would have to have somebody else from the DC universe in this film to kind of add to it. If they don't, I'll be a little surprised. But I, I think they're going to have somebody else pull some kind of cameo in this film, whether it's like, our first look at the penguin or something. Nah, man. You know what I mean, I think it'll be Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, you know I forgot about that Harley Quinn. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Remember she she's Harleen Quinzel and she is a psychiatrist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so another trailer I wanted to jump into was Annabelle. As you know, I am a big horror film buff. It's not really too much to talk about. I just wanted to see uh, what you might have thought about it if you checked it out or even if you're interested in that or not. If not, then we can move on. <laughs> um, I saw, I think it's The Conjuring Universe. Yeah, yeah, um, Conjuring Universe. That's what I meant. The Nun? I hated that film. It was horrible. It, was it wasn't horrible. bad. It was all right. I was expecting so much more from that because The Nun has been in a few films, you know, prior and I once they said that she was coming out with her own film, I was really looking forward to it. And it didn't it didn't live up to the hype or the expectation that I thought it would, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm not a big horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of feel a little predictable. Um, yeah. So I just kind of just don't. I'm not really into them. You know, yeah. for some people, it's great. They They love it. But I think. The the outstanding horror movies, you know, like um, Friday Thirteenth Part Two, Part One, Halloween Part One, um, you know, uh, things like that were real standouts because they 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 formed the mold for the rest of the genre. You know, The Exorcist because they formed such a huge mold for the rest of the genre. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of movies afterwards are kind of too much of a copycat of that. That's kind of why I don't. I'm not into horror movies. But like I said, I, uh, I I am surprised by horror movies here and there. If I want to, you know, be scared shitless, I look at my bills. <laughs> <laughs> that is frightening. I mean, we'll see. Um, I'm pretty into the whole Conjuring universe thing, and I, I like the fact that they have their own like kind of like universe thing that they have going on right now. It's pretty interesting. Well, well, La Llorona, the the new horror movie, is supposed to be part of the Conjuring universe. Really? Yeah. If you look oh. at the poster, it actually says um, from the Conjuring universe. That's interesting. Or from the creators of the Conjuring universe, something like that. I didn't realize that. I have to yeah. check that out. So they're all part of the same universe. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that they're taking semi-true stories and they're kind of making their own original content with it. Honestly, because like you said, there's not a lot of um, 
there's not a lot of original content when it comes to horror films nowadays. So I just think it's interesting what they're doing. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of like when they take, you know, folklore and they turn that into, um, uh, into horror movies, you know, because, you know, there, there's like, there's this thing of like, oh my God, you know, like it really scares you, you know, but for, for me, the most terrifying horror movie that I saw has to be the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Like they would do these creepy moments like the bathtub. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so good. I was like, oh, my, like my ball shriveled up. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, I was, that was a good flick. I'm never taking baths again. <laughs> I don't understand baths. I'm dirty, so I'm going to sit in a hot... I'm yeah. basically going to make a dirt <laughs> soup of myself. Nah, I'm okay. And I'm super clean now. Yeah, I, I honestly, the only way I'll take a bath is if I just had a crazy workout, I'm sore, and I just need to soak for a little bit, maybe. See, but I'm not a big med- bath person. Exactly. Medicinally, it makes sense. Yeah. But I'm going to sit in my dirty water? Nah. <laughs> Yeah, because then when you're sitting there washing yourself, you're like, okay, I'm going to take this dirty water and I'm going to and I'm just going to wash myself with it. Like, if you think yeah. about that, it doesn't no, make sense. Just... Sorry, I'm sorry for anybody who's offended by listening to this who like taking baths. No offense. Yeah, I mean, like, would you take a shower after a bath to get rid of the dirt? I don't know. Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> That's one crazy water bill that will scare the hell out of you too. <laughs> don't remind me about the water bill. Oh man. All right, so I'm going to let you lead off on the next topic right here because I know you're a big fan of this, but uh, people probably already heard about it. If not, the Jay and Silent Bob is getting a reboot. Hell yes! Hell I yes. love the View Askew universe. Kevin Smith originally made the View Askew universe, you know, with Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Mallrats, um, kind of Clerks, Clerks 2, um... And all these other ones, I mean, it was just a great, great set of movies because here are these characters that are kind of an exaggeration of people that we all know. And the fact that he's doing a reboot is awesome because the other movies he made, I just I just couldn't get into them, man. Like, but the thing is, it's like he's he's even setting it up with other characters to take his place. Like, I I was watching the making of that he has on his YouTube channel and the new Silent Bob is a chick who's deaf. Wow, that's interesting. And I that's think really his daughter is playing the J part. Yeah, his daughter... Wait, is his daughter old enough now? What is she, like 20-something? Yeah, something like that. Or a teenager? Something, no, no, no. no. She's, she's, I think she's like 19 or 20. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe okay. a little older. I have to look it up. Uh, Harley Quinn Smith. Yeah, that's funny. Isn't that funny he named his daughter Harley Quinn? <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. I actually know someone else who called their daughter Harley Quinn. Really? Yeah, she's 19 right now. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, once I saw he named his daughter Harley Quinn, I was like, why didn't I do that? <laughs> why didn't I come up with that idea? <laughs> I'm going to name my kids all Hawaiian names. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I already picked out a name if, you know, if I'm ever drunk enough to have a daughter. So what would you name your daughter? Lilani. Really? Yeah, Lilani. Beautiful flower, Lilani. So what if you had a son? What Maui. Would his name be? <laughs> Listen, I mean, you laugh at it, but oh it, it, if, if you look at the oh. history uh, of of the, the Polynesian history, 
of who Maui yeah. was. Like Maui um, gave meaning to everyday life. He made the yeah. days longer. He he gave um, humans technology. Maui was the one to help people learn how to fish, help people learn how to sail, and all these other things. Mm. So people may laugh because of the movie, but if you've never heard of the movie, you know, you would be like Maui. You mean like the island in 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 Hawaii? And then you tell them, no, it's you know, it's one of the one of the the Hawaiian gods. You tell them a story, and people are like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know. Wow. Unfortunately, <laughs> the problem with the Disney Maui is, is I think Disney made it, is the yeah. freaking character looks like me. Yeah, he does. Yo, whenever my daughter beats you, I'm just going to tell her that you're Maui. Oh, so let me know. I'll have, I'll have my hair down. <laughs> like, remember Moana? That's Maui. Aloha. <laughs> and she's going to say, oh, Maui. Bro, I, I've, so I've had funny. little kids in supermarkets go, Maui, it's Maui. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, bro, <laughs> and, and here, here's the funny thing. There is one toy, the talking Maui toy, that yeah. looks so much like me that I like I saw it in, a, in Walmart one time and I was too broke to buy it. But I'm looking for <laughs> oh, it because man. I want to buy it because that fucker looks like me and I love it. And then you can officially tell everybody I'm so awesome. They made me an action figure. <laughs> I tell that people. I tell that to people now. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Some so of the, now we have it on record. Some of the little kids and I work at a school. So some of the little kids in, in school are like, like they call me Maui. You know? Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I have kids in school that call me Maui. They're like Maui, Maui, Maui. I'm like Aloha, brah. <laughs> Oh, you know, I make them. No. Do, I make them do the chaka and everything. They hand me stuff. I'm like, mahalo. <laughs> oh yeah, bust out in the song and everything, singing the song from the movie. Bro, I used to know the song <laughs> word for word. Oh my god, are you serious? Oh yeah, I had to take care of a kindergarten class, and I was like, let's sing the thank you song, and they were like jumping up and down singing the song with me. Let me just finish with this Jay and Silent Bob thing. Um, the movie is going to be awesome because this is the first movie in a long time where his heart is in it. Um, after having the heart attack, it really changed his view in a lot of things. And he really brought himself, uh, back to who he was as a filmmaker because he kept putting off the Jay and Silent Bob reboot for years. Then he had the heart attack and he was like, I better do this movie because I might not be around. So what I do like about that is going back to his roots, stuff that the fans love. And if he really does set it up with the new Jay and Silent Bob to take their place, and they're girls, they're females. I'm curious how that's going to move forward. Because Jay is in a very, very abrasive character. You know what I'm trying to say? And I'm curious how, oh, yeah. how that carries over as a female. So I'm excited about it. I can't wait. I'm going to buy those tickets in advance because I'm going to watch it. Before we get out of that, did you want to talk about Star Wars and how there's going to be no new Star Wars films for a while? So where did you hear that from? One from my Apple News. And then as I started looking it up online, they talk about after episode nine that it's going to um, go on hiatus for a while. Um, and I think that's a real good idea. The problem with Disney Star Wars is, A, they play it safe. So episode seven was terrible. Episode eight, what the fuck was that? And episode nine, <laughs> I'm just curious about it. Uh, there's one thing that I'm curious about because you know how they say no more Jedi and the film is called Rise of the Skywalkers 
I'm just curious is if they're the new Jedi are going to be called Skywalkers. That's why it's Rise of the Skywalkers. And uh, Finn, I'm curious if they're going to make Finn a Skywalker or a quote-unquote Jedi. He's one of my favorite characters in the new Star Wars because he's the most human, you know? Like, he screws yeah. up, he, he has real bad ideas and things like that, and, and he's human, you know? And the, the Korean girl they stuck him with, I liked her a lot, too, even though, like, Poor girl had to cancel her Twitter because of all the backlash. What I think they need to do is the people who are the head of Star Wars right now, get rid of them. Put in the guy who's in, who who did the Clone Wars. Um, He has a good hold on what Star Wars is and what it should be. So have him in charge of a movie or several movies or just have him in charge of Star Wars in general. Because what's her face? Kathleen Kennedy who's in charge of it? Fucking Terrible. I could do a better job, and I'm not a Star Wars fan. I did like the idea of them expanding the universe and finally showing that, yeah. you know, there are other people in the universe other than Jedis and wannabe Jedis. Um, yeah. But it's just, they're just, they're just, they don't get it. You know? But then again, you know, JJ's in charge of that universe, and he destroyed uh, Star Trek, so why not destroy Star Wars too, you know? Yeah, I, I think JJ needs to just leave it alone, for one. And for two... I think they need this break, like you said, because I think they need a refresher. I think we've been hanging on to this Skywalker, Darth Vader thing for so many decades. It's time to just jump into a different... Like, there's so many different stories that you can bring up in the Star Wars universe that it's it's insane. You know what I mean? I understand, like you said, Disney likes to play it safe. They yeah. want to keep similar stories that people are used to over the years because they people want, you know, familiarity. They want something that they know. They want something that's recognizable. And I get that, but the name Star Wars is recognizable enough. I don't think we need to have Luke Skywalker pop up in every fifth, sixth, seventh movie. I don't think we need, you know, Darth Vader references in every other movie. I get it. It's legendary. It's never going to go anywhere. Reintroducing that character or that character type you lessen the franchise. You you make uh, Luke Skywalker less special. Or you put him up on a pedestal and everything. Like, everyone goes, oh, the 64 and a half Mustang. But no one talks about, the you know, the 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 78 Mustang or the 75 Mustang. Because it's just been watered down throughout the lines. And then it wasn't until the 80s that it came back and be something again. And they need to take a break and decide what yeah. they're going to do. Maybe focus on, the, uh, on Star Wars TV shows. Like The Mandalorian. Maybe that's why they're taking a break because, you know, they have a lot of content with Star Wars coming out on their app. So yeah. They got to focus on that. But yeah, just, just take a break from it, honestly. We don't, honestly, after this film, I don't think we need a Star Wars film for a while. Let it marinate. Um, <laughs> so the problem with Star Wars is you'd almost as a religion. And people get very upset when you mess with their religion. I saw the solo movie and I thought, hey, it's not a bad movie, you know? I liked it. Yeah. Is it in my top 100? No. But it was an enjoyable movie. But people are like, oh, my God, they did this wrong and this wrong and that wrong. And I'm like, bro, you're literally arguing over six words in, like, one of the movies that becomes a big point <laughs> in the Star Wars film, you know? Like, yeah. the whole thing, oh, I did the Kessel Run in, like, five parsecs or something like that. And when they show how he did it, they were like, that's cheating. I'm like, says who? I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I think Discovery, in a lot of ways, has missed the ball on it, you know. 
but they are improving and getting better. Now they're to a point where they're just like, they fucking turn the whole thing on its side. You know, it's supposed to be a prequel, but now they, <laughs> they sent the ship 950 years in the future. So now it's 500 years past the last point we saw Star Trek. And I'm like, wow, you guys really like fucked up and like, let's go to a whole new time and make it better. All right, guys. So we're going to jump into um, one of our other show topics, which is real life battle royale. We have an unknown, an unnamed millionaire wants to start a real life battle royale kind of like the Hunger Games or kind of like what you see in Fortnite and PUBG, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he approached a company named, uh, a company called Hush Hush, and they're looking to give the uh, winner 100,000 uh, pounds. What does that equate to in American dollars? Uh, roughly 120,000. It sounds like a double-edged sword. It sounds amazing. I would actually probably do it. Um, I don't think you're going to like actually kill somebody for real. It'll just be like a survivor kind of thing. But I feel like this might get a lot of crazy copycats in which people will probably try to start more tournaments and people might actually really get hurt for real. What do you feel about this? What's your take on a real life battle royale? Um, and I, would you do it? <laughs> one, I would not do it. Um, <laughs> you know, we already have that. It's called paintball. Um, I'm serious. <laughs> exactly. It's called paintball. And two, yeah. it's a great idea on paper for a movie. But in real life, there's so many things you, you, you know, what if someone trips and fall and breaks a leg? Well, who's responsible for that? You know? Yeah. Do you sign a waiver? Sure. Okay. So now are you going to get shut down by a bunch of lawsuits about safety on, on the set? Um, are you going to psychologically profile people? Because what it, like, think about the people who are going to want to play this. You know, um, yeah. uh, washed out MMA fighters, maybe um, a vet with PTSD, you know, one of those. Um, uh, what do you call it again? Militia people who are like, I just want to go home. People, you know, it's just, <laughs> it really makes you question who would actually want to do this and what are the rules? What are not the rules? Look at the insurance on it and things like that. Because yeah, your prize might be 100,000 pounds or $120,000. You might lose millions of dollars in lawsuits. And I, and that's just kind of like it reminds me of all these movies of rich people hunting a human being. Exactly. That's what I thought about. The minute I heard about this, I thought about that. Yeah, and I just kind of think that that it's just wrong. You know, there are parts yeah. in this world where that shit actually does happen, you know. Uh, oh hell yeah! So I just think it's wrong, and, and I think whoever thought of this, this they wonder why they're unnamed because they know they get a lot of shit for it. Oh hell yeah! Um, oh hell yeah! And I'll bet you money it's not a millionaire. I bet you money it's a billionaire. <laughs> because when you're so oh, yeah. far removed from real people, when you're a billionaire, everyone you talk to or everyone around you wants to kiss your ass for some reason or another, and you look at people as below you. Like to you, the maid is ugh. It's the maid. I'll just get another one. You know, <laughs> and, and your maid, whether her name is, you know, Nancy, Juana or, or Shaniqua is a real person with a real life. But you treat them like they're garbage. So I just I just think that people who are so far removed from normal people, normal society would come up with this idea because someone yeah. doing an average nine to five wouldn't think of this. Uh, I mean, and obviously you would have to have a crap load of money to even think, you know what I'm going to, and like, that's the thing. He has to buy the Island. He has to go buy an Island somewhere 
and pay for all of this crap. So you must be so bored with your life. You must have so much money that you're like, you know what? I don't know what else to do with this money. I'm just going to go buy an island and start a battle royale. Let's do it. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, (laughs) I've had so many hookers. I'm just tired of it. (laughs) I need to find something else to do. Yeah, I just I just think it's borderline, borderline, borderline hunting people. Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's trying to bring a real life video game into the world and try to have fun with it. But like you said, it could be a good idea. But then I feel like the consequences, I feel like the cons will outweigh the pros. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because, like you said, the insurance and usually a Battle Royale game, I don't know if he's going to follow the exact rules, but usually has like 100 people. So you're going to get 100 random people. How are you going to control that? That's a lot of people to control. You know what I mean? Where are you going to put the cameras at? Are they going to be in the trees? How are you going to keep an eye on everybody? It's just it's just so many things that can go wrong. Like you say, what if you have somebody who's mentally off but might not show it in their interview and then they go to this thing and they actually freaking kill everybody. Exactly. On live TV. Exactly. Because you know? a person who's a survivalist can turn a, take a branch and turn it into a spear. You know? Uh, um, it's just... It's just no. Absolutely no. It's such a horrible idea. And again, it's a great idea on paper for a movie. But in reality, it's a whole other story. Absolutely not. I say that let, let this unnamed billionaire be the first one to be hunted. <laughs> yeah right let him jump in there yeah and after, I mean, after five minutes in the sun without anybody kissing his ass he goes oh let's not do this anymore <laughs> i want to go back to my to my millions we're going to jump into some gaming news well some more gaming news um xbox just recently came out with their discless discless xbox one x which is priced at 250 and i'm just going to jump out and just say i think it's worthless because xbox one s the one that does have the disk drive is $300 so i heard about this a few months ago that they were thinking about doing this because you know how gaming is turning to you know the whole streaming aspect and i was originally thinking all right if they're going to do this they would have to at least sell it for 200 maybe 150 because of the fact that they already have a system out that's $250 i mean that's $300 and they're coming out with a new system within like another year. So they announced this and it's 250. I think it's pointless in my opinion. Well, does it have a 4 terabyte hard drive? Um, I think it's 1 terabyte. Yes. Okay, so pretty much what you would get on the <clears throat> X1. Yeah, it's pretty much the same exact thing you would get on a 1S just without the uh disk drive. Absolutely not. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Look, you it's, you it's put pointless. a huge <laughs> hard drive on that thing. And then you know what? I'd be interested because you know, I I have about 4 games on my PS4 right now. And yeah. those are the 4 games I'm kind of playing right now, which one of them is God of War Remastered, which I'm fucking loving. Um, <laughs> awesome game by the way. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> so in that one sense, that's great, but how long does it take to download a game? It also depends on your internet speed and things like that and yeah, who is this for? I think the only reason why Microsoft is doing this is because they're losing to Sony. They lost to Sony this current generation, and they're trying to head into the next generation with some kind of momentum. And they're just doing anything. They're in, like, desperation mode. Oh, let's just throw out consoles. Let's throw out more consoles. Let's throw out more consoles. I think they should have waited until their next console, which is supposed to be coming out next year or the year after that, 
they should have waited to try that with that. Because like I said, this late into the life cycle of Xbox One, why come out with another $250 console for what? It doesn't make sense. You can still download and stream games on a console that does have a disk drive. So why do it now? You should have waited. Because they're taking a risk. They they don't want to take that risk. They're like, hey, listen, we got a throwaway product. Let's see how it works. If we like it, we'll use that idea for our next box. Because imagine if the Xbox X2 comes out, whatever they're going to call it, and it it has no disk drive, you know, and you have to download all your games. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I think it should have been cheaper. Yes, cheaper, definitely. Because if you think about it, you can go to Walmart or any other store and you can just get a regular Xbox One S for the same price. So if you were going to do that, you should have at least $200, $200 the least 150 You know what I mean? Because why not? Between 150 and 200 sounds like a great price. That's reasonable. Now, granted... They are giving you three games with it. Uh, I think it's Minecraft, some Forza Horizon game, and I think Sea of Thieves. And I think you get uh, three months of Game Pass. So I guess that can equate to 250 But I don't know. What if I don't like those games? I don't like those games. You told me those games. <laughs> I was like, I don't want them. <laughs> exactly. So they should have had two options. They should have had a bundle for 250 and then one with just the console for 150 I would have yeah. bought it for 150 if in the future they were moving to like all games on a key drive or or on an sd card yo that's awesome it's diskless in the sense of like you know you pop in the game you load it you save your game that's awesome that's absolutely awesome but at the same time it's kind of like eh. i don't know i think it's a stupid idea um what i'm curious about is how much vr will be involved in the next console a lot of people are really hoping that VR does still stick around. And I think it will because PlayStation had their state of play, which is like their their version of like a Nintendo Direct where they talk about their games and upcoming products. And they had a lot of content showing off VR games. So I think Sony is really going to dive into the VR market because they see that they have a good market in that area. Hell, I think one of their VR games almost made Game of the Year last year. So... I think VR is going to stick around for a while. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think the technology is getting better. The the hardware is getting better. So I think as far as PS5, whenever that comes out, I think they're going to come out with at least an updated version of their headset because they have a they have a following for it. So why not? You know, but my whole problem with VR is it's an awesome immersive experience. But if you're looking at someone play a VR game, you're just kind of like, mm. wow, they look fucking silly. <laughs> yeah, it does look a little weird. And it's hard to promote a VR game because you can't just show a VR commercial because it's like, okay, you're looking at the commercial and the VR game might look weird or just might look like a regular game, but it's hard to sell a VR experience. It's something that you kind of have to just try out, yeah. you know, and it's not, it's not a lot of VR headsets out that's sitting, that's in like a, that's sitting in a game store where you can just go try out, you know? So I think what PlayStation needs to do, if they're really going to push VR as far as like their uh, PlayStation plus subscription, when they give out free games, give out a free VR game. Maybe some people might say, you know what? I want to try this game out. I'm gonna go buy a freaking headset, you know? Yeah. So they, sh- they should do that. And then just make the next headset, with less wires and people will be more willing to want to try it because I had a VR headset and it was a box with like three wires. It was just 
kind of a mess, but clumsy. it was a great experience. Clumsy. It was a clumsy yeah. experience. Yeah. You know, but once you get it on, it's it's pretty fun. Like they have a lot of great games for it. Okay, so we're gonna jump into our last show topic for tonight. Then Disney Plus has given us more details. So their um service, their streaming service is gonna be launching November twelfth of this year. And it's gonna be six ninety nine a month, which is probably the cheapest or one of the cheapest out of all the all the streaming services right now, especially uh Netflix. But Netflix is Netflix is nine dollars. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, Disney Plus is giving you 4K in HDR for seven dollars. For you to get that with Netflix, which is what I have, you gotta pay what sixteen, seventeen dollars for that a month. Okay. First of all, the human eye cannot see in 4K. So even if you have a 4K TV and you have a mm-hmm. 4K stream, you physically cannot see in 4K. So that is true, but it does it's a look waste. better. <laughs> it's a waste. It's kind of it's the equivalent of banging a hot chick in the dark. <laughs> you're not, That's you're probably not, the that is probably the best way to describe it. You know, you're not getting all the details. You know, it might look great, but you're not getting all the details. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, you're hilarious with your analogies, man! I swear. <laughs> but it makes sense, For though. Real. Right now, there's all the guys listening, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, he's like, he's like "Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. You're I right, can right, see yeah, that." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one thing that I definitely love about this is. And it's pretty random. They're bringing back Darkwing Duck to the service. I used to watch that when I was a kid. That was such a funny cartoon. Oh, my God. I loved it. I freaking loved it. And they actually had the uh, Darkwing Duck toy at McDonald's when I was a kid. I was so freaking excited when that happened, but I freaking lost it. So that sucks. Probably Um, find it on eBay. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to check eBay right now. Thank you for telling me that. Um, (laughs) I'm literally typing in eBay right now. To find a dark green duck toy from McDonald's. Also, they're going to have the first 30 seasons of The Simpsons exclusively on the uh, Disney Plus app. So that so they're taking it off of Hulu? Yes, they're taking it off Hulu. So the only thing that's going to be on Hulu is the current season. I think the current season and beyond is going to be on Hulu. Eh. And, um, and just for any of you people out there who didn't know, Disney owns part of Hulu and they also own part of the world. So, yeah. But like I said, they own fucking, you know... One square millimeter of my fucking life, not two, you know? <laughs> they fucking own everything. I think they own my pinky, too, honestly, so. <laughs> That's, That's why you don't type with it. Exactly. Uh, it all makes sense. I have a lot of problems with all the streaming services. Listen, I have uh, Hulu. I have uh, Netflix. I have uh, Vudu. And what else do I have? And I have Amazon, Okay. When I tell you Amazon and Netflix are the two, are the are the better of the two. Uh, Amazon has oh, yeah. slightly better quality, but they also have a very limited library. As far as Disney, man, I honestly, I think this could be a a tough pill to swallow for Netflix because of the simple fact that a lot of the stuff that I watch on Netflix, I just realized it after I read what Disney was doing. A lot of stuff I watch on Netflix come from Disney, you know, like. Some of the stuff I put on, you know, for my kids are from Disney. That's on Netflix. And once Disney starts uh, their Disney Plus app, everything from Netflix that's Disney, all the Marvel, Star Wars, all of that stuff is gone. So Netflix is, is going to be in trouble. And for me, it doesn't affect me because I don't really watch that stuff on Netflix. Yeah. You know. Well, that affects me because I watch a lot of that shit. But the thing is, you also have kids. As someone who has kids, you want to pop in front of Disney. 
Me yeah, personally, exactly. I would want to pop them in front of Bugs Bunny. Like, uh, <laughs> no, and here's the thing, and hear me out. Um, Disney has this um, history of showing these female characters have to be rescued by a man, you know, have this old school, old world way of thinking. And yeah. if I have a daughter, I don't want her to think that way. I don't want her to think, I need a man to rescue me. No, you know? Yeah. Um, that you know, The only exception is Mulan. When you look at Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know the whole controversy of um, Donald Duck oh, saying the, the piano N- scene, right? With Donald Duck yeah. saying the N word, you know, and Disney was like, he never said that. Well, I've watched the scene like 15, 20 times in a row, and each and every time, yeah, like, there's the N word. Yeah. So what? So if if they say he didn't say that, then what are they saying that he said? I don't know. And the funny thing is, when I watched the movie, I was too busy laughing at both of them. Exactly. You never caught it. That I never caught because I was too busy laughing. I tried to go back and watch that scene so many times and think of something else he probably was trying to say. And I literally could not think of it. I'm like, you know what? I, I can't think of anything else. Like, that sounds like what he said. He uh, he sounded like he said the N-word. Another thing I want to add to the whole Disney thing, I think it's interesting that they're trying something different. And we talked about this on a previous episode a while ago, how he wanted to get DVD-style of content and streaming services and Disney is actually doing that. They're going to, they're going to start including, I don't know how, I don't know how many films, but they're going to include special features for their films in the actual streaming service. So you have an option at like in the movie to just click somewhere, I guess. And you can actually watch behind the scenes stuff. You can watch the DVD special stuff on a streaming service. I think that is amazing. That is a super smart move. Because now what happens is you have these filmmakers and want to be filmmakers and I'd like to be filmmakers now all going to that service just for the director's comments. Exactly. And that's exactly. something that Netflix should have done a long time ago. Even if they would that's have charged, it, yeah. even if Hulu, um, Netflix would have said, hey, you want all the bonus material? Pay five bucks more a month. I'd be like, here, take seven. Exactly. And, you know, Disney Plus is giving it to you for seven bucks. I think that I think that alone is something for a guy like me or a guy like you. If you wanted to get it, I think that would make me want to get that because, you know, I'm a movie buff. I've loved watching special features. That's one of the reasons why I buy DVDs is because I want to go in there. I want to see how you made this film. I want to see how you made this work. I want to see how you shot this. That's interesting to me. And the fact that they're doing that. I think that's a really smart move, and that gives them a major edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for me, more the director's comments um, are more are more valuable to me because um, as a director myself, I, I listen to that, and I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Now I understand why, you know, why you did this. Oh, that's a good trick for this or that. And like I said before, remember the Lost in Space remake movie that was done, I don't know, how many years ago? Yes, with Joey from Friends. Yes. Um, it's an okay <laughs> yeah, movie. I love that movie. It's an okay way. movie, but I love yeah. the DVD because it has only director's comments. It has actor's comments. It has cinematographer's, uh, director of photography comments, and it has uh, a combination of it. It's like four or five comment tracks. And I wound up yeah. watching the, um, the cinematographer one, the director of photography. Yeah. And the amount of knowledge he dropped on me in those 90 minutes was probably more than I got in college about 
cinematography. Wow. You know, wow. um, <laughs> and he talked about different ways he could have shot it. And then he talks about um, at one point out of nowhere, it was, and I remember the scene uh, is when they got on that other spaceship and they're going down the hallway right before they went into the Arboretum. Oh yeah. 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 All right. He's talking about how he did that shot and he goes, Oh, this, this one scene was really difficult to light. And I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, you've got kicker lights here and here. You've got a key light here, you know, and I'm doing a whole map of the lighting system in my head. And he goes, yeah. the reason why is I shot this whole thing at a 5.6 F-stop, and I wanted to keep a consistent depth of field. Um, and so to really make this look dark, I had to use uh, a lot of light um, to kind of hide things and make other parts of the the, the frame look dark. And I was like excuse me and i literally rewound that and i listened to his whole speech again and then after i did that i turned around and i shot something exactly the way he described and i was like son of a bitch that is fucking genius <laughs> and another filmmaker will listen to this and be like oh wow oh shit photographers will listen to that and be like okay but the normal person would be like uh-huh. 5.6 what does that mean and he was talking about his prime lens as opposed to his zoom lenses and he even talked about how he shot 30% of the film on a zoom lens just to have a faster setup. And then he literally talked you through the differences that you can tell which shots use a zoom lens and which shots yeah. didn't according to a certain part of the screen. And I was like, fuck, you know, I noticed that every time I shoot, but I didn't, I didn't look at the frame in such detail to notice it on this movie that I'm watching because I always assume movies use just prime lenses. Exactly. So direct. Exactly. So common tracks for me are really is what's gold on things like that. Like listening to John Hughes, uh, his director's comments on Ferris Bueller's Day Off was really cool because he's one of my heroes. And yeah. not that he dropped a lot of knowledge on me, but he kind of added a level of enjoyment to the film, talking about why he did certain movies this way and why he cast certain actors and yeah. uh, his his alternates for that. And I was like. You know, like I'm getting an education here as well as being entertained as a filmmaker. Exactly. In closing with that, I mean, I just think that it's going to be. I, I'm just going to call it. I think Disney Plus is going to rule the streaming world for a little bit. I agree with you. Just to be honest, I, agree I think they're going to rule it. There's a lot of kids out there. There's a lot of parents who have kids that watch a lot of these cartoons and like you know, they're closing their vault with all their old cartoons and stuff, and they're bringing it to the Disney Plus app. So, come on. Like, you can't tell me that Disney Plus is not going to kick Netflix's ass and everybody else's ass for a little while. It's going to force them to step up their game and try to get more creative with things. And competition is always great. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's always great. I agree. All right. So, we're going to jump into our recommendations for the night. Uh, I'm going to go first. Um, my recommendation is speaking of Netflix, Queer Eye. I know that might seem a little weird for you guys to think that I would watch that, but um, I watched the first version of that that show. Yeah, it was funny. It was fucking funny. Those guys were hysterical. Yo, know, honestly, fashion tips as men, we yeah. all could use it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can learn from anybody. It doesn't matter whether they're straight or not. It's a pretty good show. I mean, it's they take a woman or a man who have self-esteem problems or just any kind of problems with their life, you know, and 
they kind of help them gain their confidence back. They kind of help them look at their life a different way, not even just physically, but mentally. And I think that was one interesting thing that made me want to try to show out because I heard a lot of good things about it. And I just think that it's pretty interesting how they turn people's life around from the way they live to the way they eat, to the way they dress, to the way they think about themselves, to the way they think about the people around them. And I'm only like maybe two or three episodes in, but it's so freaking good. And it's, it's, it's a really fun show. You should really try it out. I know a lot of people are a little weird about watching a show with gay guys giving, you know, tips about life. That's that, 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 that's, that's stupidity, dude. Like I, I don't, it is. It Listen is. to me, okay? People don't have a problem with normal gay people. People have a, or even flamboyant gay people. People have a problem with flamboyant asshole gay people. <laughs> and unfortunately, <Yeah. laughs> it, it, it's the whole squeaky wheel syndrome. You know, they're so loud, you, yeah. you can't avoid them. You know, and, yeah. and, and I just think that a, a lot of that, oh, you're watching a, a show about, you know, gay guys? Yeah, so fucking what? You know, you know you're not watching Logo. or Is that, is that the gay channel Logo? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I think it's called Logo. Um, you know, who cares, man? Who gives a fuck? You know? And think about it. Like, if you... The one thing people don't realize is that a gay guy will give you better fashion tips than a straight woman because men are very visual. So a gay guy is going to yeah, tell are. you what looks good on you because they're very visual. Well, a, yeah. like, you know, a guy will tell you, wear this kind of suit, wear this kind of tie, wear this, wear that. You know, women are like, yeah. just be nice and be funny. And, oh, my God, you have a lot of money. <laughs> so, you know, a, a lot of times men don't have problem with the interior. Men have problems with the exterior. Because yeah. as straight men, you know, we have, we're, we're um, sort of taught not to be that metrosexual guy with the face masks and I've got to look this way and blah, blah, blah. We're just like, yeah, you know, superhero t-shirt, jeans, sneakers out the fucking door. My hair looks half-assed. I don't care. You know what I'm trying to say? That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and you know, watching that show makes sense, you know? Especially with someone who's into yeah, fashion. Does. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good show. Like, anybody who's listening, if you, I, I think we should at least watch one episode. Don't Don't be stereotypical about it. Just watch it. it. It's it's pretty interesting. It's you know what? Interesting. I will, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I will watch so. one during this, but before the next podcast, and I'll tell you my opinion on it. All right, that sounds like a plan, and we got you recorded, so I'll make sure you do. <laughs> hey man, you made me watch Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, and you liked it, and see? I did like see? it. I did. Like, I was surprised, and and, and what, what made it good is it was different than the comic books. Yeah, they made him likable. Sure. They made him likable, which was which I thought was tough, but it, it wasn't. The, the actor did a great, great job. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So what's your recommendation for tonight, Los? Mine is a um, a YouTube channel called um, Let Me Explain. Um, my okay. favorite part of his videos is how excited this guy is about movies. I mean, he's truly excited about movies. Like this guy talks yeah. about he watches about 300, 300 to 350 films a year. Wow. Yeah. And then <laughs> he literally talks about a film, you know, like The Curse of La, La, La Llorona, 2019. And he goes, explained in eight minutes. And all his videos start out with the same thing. He goes, listen. And then he starts talking about the movie. And it's such, <laughs> and he even talks, and he talks about this most random movies. It's not just, yeah. you know, the main box office ones. It's these random movies here and there. He goes, oh, I saw this and it was great. I'm making a video over it. 
And it's just him and his girlfriend doing everything. On the YouTube channel, he identifies himself as a cartoon. And he'll he'll say, he goes, you know, as a cartoon, I take offense to this or blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to things that are very, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah, seriously. And when he thinks things about culturally Latino, he'll say, you know, uh, you know, as a Latino, blah, 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 blah. And then he'll jump back into being a cartoon. You know, like I'm going to play the first two, uh, first five seconds of, of his video. So listen up. Listen, when I got this movie at South by, they had ladies outside sanctifying people. There was a curandero inside who gave everyone a red cloth to wear off evil spirits. For the rest of the people, rest of Latinos listening, he means santeros. <clears throat> he's he's Mexican, <laughs> so he looks at it more on the Mexican words. But for everyone else, it's a santero. Witch doctor for the gringos. Um <laughs> Um, and he just like, he releases so much content and it's stuff is great. He literally, I I think I caught him when he had only something like under, under 10,000, uh, subscribers. And now he's got 465,000 and he got that in like no time at all. If you watch his channel, like every time he pops up on suggestions, I'm like, click, even if it's a movie, I have no interest in, (laughs) even if it's a movie, I have no interest in because he really like talks about it and he even talks about like certain things like in La Llorona, he was like, well, how come a Latina isn't in the lead role? You know, he goes, people say, you know, how come a Latina isn't in the, in the lead role? But then he talks about her husband was Mexican. And then he goes on and on and on and he goes, so it makes sense. And then he continues. Even if he doesn't like a movie, he'll tell you the best parts of a movie he doesn't like. The channel is called Let Me Explain. It's on YouTube. Watch it. Absolutely worth the watch. Um, it's entertaining like you cannot believe. You literally catch yourself watching two or three videos in a row. And he I think he releases twice a week. Yeah, so there's always content going on. And his girlfriend is his editor. Really? Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that in a, in a video. His girlfriend is his editor. Wow, if you find an editor in your life, man, you got to marry her. Hell yeah. <laughs> you got to marry her, man. That'll help my freaking workflow. <laughs> I love oh, to edit. Man. I don't know how people could not like editing. Like, it just, it just doesn't. Like, it all comes together there. Honestly, once you showed me how to edit back, like, in the old, like, Creator Studio days, that's when I knew it was like, yo, I got to do this for the rest of my life. Like, I love it. I mean, it's it's not for everybody. It's really not. But I'm one of those guys that pay attention to detail. And you have to be, like, a real detail-oriented kind of person to be in that career. And I freaking love it. I really do. Yeah. And it's funny. Like, people see me edit and they go, how do you edit so fast? And, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. How do you, I mean, what? how slow am I supposed to do it, you know? And, and it's, it's all about the shortcuts, man. Not only about the shortcuts, it's about understanding um, rhythm. You know, editing is very much about rhythm in the oh, sense yeah. of like, you know, you can follow a beat, you know? Um, like I've edited short films that were like 25 minutes long and I've cut them down to 18 and 17 minutes. And the directors and writers haven't even noticed that I've cut out, like, all that content. And they're like, oh, my God, how did you manage to do that? And I'm like, because, listen to the rhythm. You repeat here, you repeat here, you repeat here, you repeat here. Oh, you only need these pieces to tell that story. All right, so that's going to be it for tonight, guys. We appreciate you guys checking us out. As always, you guys are amazing. Do you have any words of encouragement you want to leave the people with tonight, Los, before we head out of here? Don't forget to like comment and subscribe on our youtube channel uh don't forget to comment uh where you listen to podcasts don't forget that we're still giving away the 50 dollars gift card for um 
Once we reach 50 comments, we're going to take one random person and we're going to give you a gift card of your choice. Um, Amazon, Apple, whatever. You know, you pick it, we pay it. Uh, and also, uh, pretty soon, we will have T-shirts that uh, we're going to give out to a random listener. Once we have them ready, we're going to take five shirts and mail them out to five people. Uh, why the number five? Why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, like, seriously, we just have to figure out, you know, fine-tune our logo for the for the podcast. And I'll make them, and we'll send them out to you guys. Um, and as always... Um, thank you for listening. It's awesome. We're going to have guests soon. We are changing some of our format in the sense that we may add another person. We may have, we might have guests. We may have a female announcer do a couple things, but stay with us. As always, we're growing, we're changing, and just like you, we're trying to have fun while doing it. Los always says it better than me. <laughs> I'm good at paying the bills part. And don't forget our Patreon. Any little bit helps, even if it's a dollar a month. Help us keep the lights on, help us keep us going, and helps us sit here and do research and learn about all the topics we're talking about. And um, hopefully you learn something every time you listen to us and hopefully you laugh more. There we go. Especially at me. There Cause I, I, I say a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> and on that note, you guys are amazing. We're signing out. Peace out. Peace.